0: Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we usually go back and check out a Netflix original film in the order of release. But today we have a very special bonus episode where we are looking at Netflix 2023 comedy drama. It's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. It's directed by Sammy Cohen. It stars Sonny Sandler, Samantha Lorraine, Dina Menzel, Jackie Sandler, Adam Sandler, Sadie Sandler. Dylan Hoffman, Sarah Sherman, Dan Buller, Ido Missouri, Jackie Hoffman, and Luis Guzman. I am Jesse. I'm here solo for this special bonus episode. So if uh, you're keen on checking this new Sandler comedy out, give us a pause and come back later on because I'm going to sort of get into it and probably talk about some key things in this film. Don't want to spoil it for you. So uh, we do start the show with the fast flicks where... We do a quick summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about two girls fighting for the attention of a boy while also preparing for their bat mitzvahs. Hmm, intriguing, interesting. Um, I've jumped on board with this one straight away because super keen to check out uh, a Sandler film. And obviously, he sort of, uh, Adam Sandler takes a little bit of a backseat in this film and lets his daughter, uh, Sunny, sort of take the lead. And we'll probably talk a little bit throughout about this, but intrigued, hopefully you are. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is um, obviously another one of those films that Sandler's got in his deal with Netflix and this is a little bit different to what we're used to. So I'm keen to talk about it and probably kick off with how this ended up on Netflix, I guess. So we go to 2022 where Netflix announced that the 2005 young adult novel called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah, written by Fiona Rosenblum, would be adapted by screenwriter Alison Peck into a feature film of the same name. This was to be directed by sammy cohen and star adam sandler and then principal photography kicked off on the 29th of june 2022 in toronto canada and it lasted until august the 11th so we took uh you know the directors sort of got a lot of quotes out there about this film so sammy cohen said on her joining the project she said um she just finished her first feature called crush which was a coming of age comedy that was very much normalizing the queer experience and she said okay i made a movie for the gays and i really want to make a movie for young jews and she said she was really interested in these parts of her own identity that she wanted to see more of on screen and that sort of coincided with adam sandler looking for a young jewish director who could relate to the story so he obviously adam had the the rights for this film um and he wanted to see you know the the culture the kids and how it needed to be told through a modern lens so that was um sammy cohen on joining the project she then also went on to say that You know, when she was creating her own style for this film, that she felt the spirit of the film really celebrates the, you know, the spirit of films like Clueless and the John Hughes catalog and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And she said that. Her production design was really informed by those films. Um, Like in the Freedman's House in this film, Stacey's Bedroom is a homage to 16 Candles and their kitchen to Ferris Bueller. And she said she thinks she always loved that coming of age genre. And with this film that she's made, um, you know, she said you'll find a lot of nuances of indie filmmaking, but those big classic comedies as well. Um, She said, you know, they they referenced Shiva Baby, Mean Girls, Um, there's a lot of John Hughes sort of things. Um, in the movie theater and the marquees and things like that too so a lot of little easter eggs in the film and references to where she created her style as well this is adam this is this this is shocking really <laughs> i couldn't believe this this is adam sandler's first feature film where it is directed by a woman since tamra davis directed billy madison all the way back in 1995 so um Crazy, I can't believe the amount of films he's done, and this is only the the second film since 1995 where we've got a female director. Um, Sadie, who plays Ronnie in this film, is Adam and Jackie Sandler's oldest daughter, and in 2019, this is sort of relating how, you know, the Sandler kids involved in this film and the family and, and how it all actually means a lot to him because Sadie had her own bat mitzvah um, and having a pretty famous dad like Adam Sandler, he was able to pull a few strings and he ended up getting Adam Levine um, and Maroon 5 his band to perform for her bat mitzvah. Uh, and Adam Sandler went on to say that, you know, he texted Adam Levine and he said, really sorry to do this to you. My kid's getting bat mitzvahs on Saturday night. Would you mind coming and singing a few tunes? Uh, it would be great. <laughs> and. Um, Adam Sandler said, you know, he didn't know why he did it, but um, you know, then he, on his phone, he was looking those dots come up immediately, like that he's about to respond. And um, he said he got it and um, he's about to say something. And then, you know, Adam revealed um, later on that, yeah, he showed up and he played three songs. So Maroon 5, At Your Bat Mitzvah was pretty exciting. Uh, And then the same thing with Sunny, um, the youngest daughter here that we see in this film too. Just before they started filming this movie, she had her own um, bat mitzvah in May of 2022. And it was held at the Hillcrest uh, Country Club in LA and had a candy theme, like we mentioned in this film as well big guests at this one too, We had Jennifer Aniston, Taylor Lautner, um, a few other celebrities and the musical performers they had was Charlie Puth and Halsey. So, um, you know, I guess it pays to have some super rich parents at times to get some celebrities after your friends to all hang out with uh, at some big parties. This film, um, the only other translation around the world I guess that, that sort of stood out in Chinese and I really like this title. The title of this film is I sincerely do not invite you to my coming of age ceremony. <laughs> that was a really good translation for this film. Um, What else? So um, it hit Netflix on the 25th of August, 2023. You mentioned it was filmed in and around uh, Toronto and Canada. What are the critics and audiences saying about this one? I think uh, pretty positive so far. Still very early on, but it sits at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's on 42 reviews, so definitely fresh. Audience has it, you know, still fairly high. 72% on over 100 reviews. IMDb, only about 2,200 ratings so far. Sits at a 6.1 out of 10, so positive. Letterboxed again, Nearly eight thousand ratings, but sits at a three point one out of five, so solid. Uh, Metacritic again, positives. Uh, it's in the green for audiences. It's at a seventy-one on nineteen critic reviews, so that's out of a hundred. The audience, it's out of ten. Um, it's on a four point four out of five, out of four point four out of five. So that's in the yellow section. So fairly positive reception so far. Obviously, recording this early, so it may change. But for me, what are my early thoughts? I think that. This this is a teen film done well by Netflix. Uh, I think too often than not on this show, we've covered some pretty ordinary teen Netflix films. So this one's got great performances, nice storyline, nothing that feels too unrealistic, which is something that uh, is quite common in a lot of these Netflix films, real unrealistic moments. Uh, Sunny Sandler is a star in the making. She's amazing in this. Really thought her performance was great. So I'm on board with this film. Let's let's talk about the characters, some of the characters in this film. So Stacy is... Our main character she's this young girl who dreams of having this lavish bat mitzvah on a yacht with the world's biggest musicians um and she does everything in her life with her best friend lydia they've, they've been besties forever um you know they're they're doing um preparation for their own bats mitzvahs together the, the issue is this boy i guess um stacy has this crush on this kid andy um and we sort of see along the way that her friend Lydia maybe sort of uh has some feelings for him as well but realistically these two girls they're not part of the cool group at school but they're there for each other you know Stacy's no good at writing so Lydia's doing her bat mitzvah speech for her and in return Lydia's entrance video is being done by Stacy for her so uh, we know that that doesn't go too well as well if you've seen the film but the idea these two are there for each other their whole way through their life and this film is about their conflict I guess um Brie and Danny are, are Stacey's parents. Um, Brie is Dina Menzel, she's the mom, and you know she's supportive. And then we've got Danny too, who's a really awkward and embarrassing dad, I guess. But like I said before, it's nice to see Adam Sandler sort of taking that, that seat back and allowing his kids to shine. Because um, often in Adam Sandler films, we see his kids as like these little cameos uh, in the background. Ronnie is Stacy's sister. Um, she's a good sister. She likes to poke fun of her at times when she can um, alongside her best friend Zara, they both make a bit of fun of Stacy, but she's also very supportive and there for her sister too. Um, Lydia's the best friend, I've sort of spoken about her. Her parents are called Gabby and Eli. They're going through this massive divorce and always her dad Eli is sort of on the prowl a bit. So a, a, few, a bit of humor there in, in his, um, you know, trying to find a new partner. Andy's this little manhole that the girls like, I guess. Um, and then Stacy does have some side friends, I guess. Nikki's this redhead. There's a girl called Tara. There's the cool girls, Kim and Anya and Megan. And then Rebecca's the bat mitzvah teacher um, at school. And I guess um, she's really awkward. So they're the sort of characters that we see in this film. There's also a DJ who's um, <laughs> been in a few Sandler films too. The director, Sammy Cohen. uh Talk about her a bit. I think, you know, a lot of TV series that I hadn't heard of. Biggest credit is this Hulu film from 2022 called Crush that I mentioned before was a um, feature debut. So up and about, um, getting out there, getting some films done. Let's talk about scenes. What are some scenes that I enjoyed in this? What are some ones that stood out? So I think... um Danny Adam Sandler the dad his awkwardness was great throughout I think uh, especially as a dad there's, there's some moments there where he's talking about his daughter's periods and you know making jokes about them lasting for seven months and sort of calling his daughter Stacy up on the phone to ask her if she needs tampons and is it a heavy flow is it extra chunky and he's like oh sorry I got confused I was getting peanut butter like those moments made me laugh uh, and then there's a the moment where he actually buys them and leaves them on the bed for her and the sister Ronnie's like oh, they, they look like pillows they're that big so that's that was all humorous i found that funny i think uh stacy being so focused on andy at the start at school that this soccer ball just hits her in the face a <laughs> bit of physical humor i didn't mind that too uh, stacy wants to prove herself she's you know they're at this big cliff and there's a lake underneath and she wants to prove herself by jumping in and then she jumps in and then her pad falls out and all the kids are laughing at her about it looking like the red sea humorous humorous awkward for her but humorous i think uh, ronnie the sister i like that um you know, there's a moment where she's just talking to her parents and she, she mentions, you know, she doesn't want to do anything on the weekend because she's so tired from being at school all week. Really relatable as a teacher. I thought that was, that was a nice little line. Um, <clears throat> Stacey going onto social media. Uh, you know, to sort of get back at her friend Lydia. And uh, the idea that she posts or goes on social media to post this year seven sort of TikTok thread to post rumors um, about Lydia, Lydia having hairy nipples, just felt real, like super real. That's the sort of thing that teenagers do. So I thought that was that was a nice little inclusion. Um, there's a moment where Stacy sort of making this video to get back at Lydia, um, just sort of to let her frustrations out. And, you know, there's some nice memories, lots of bad memories. And there was this moment when they're, you know, younger and they sort of queef on people's faces. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> We've got Stacy uh, in the store at one moment with her mum trying to find a dress for a bat mitzvah and Lydia sort of there and it's like awkward and her parents are there bickering. And um, then we sort of see, um, (laughs) we see Adam Sandler is um, sort of there lying asleep. And, um, you know, it's quite funny because Lydia's dad's talking about hooking up and he's interested in um, in Stacy's mum. And, you know, his ex-wife's like she's married and Danny, the husband, he's there, he's asleep. And he must be asleep because he's so exhausted from being a good dad. I thought that was that was really nice. Uh, Danny, the dad, he has this argument with Stacy over getting caught kissing Andy in the synagogue. Um, just the argument between the two while Lydia's mum is downstairs at the door talking to the mum, just these, these comments about the idea of Jewish people not getting breaks and him ranting about, you know, the reason that they fought the Nazis and, and his disappointment in her, like, why did she pick Andy as the one? Um, and then sort of finishes off with, I hope you die. So that, that was humorous, I thought that was funny and well done. Uh, Danny dragged Stacy to her bat mitzvah ceremony. That was funny. And her speech was quite good too, once she got there. Uh, finally, at the end, we've got this big party, big bat mitzvah, and there's this kid from a previous one who wanted the song Don't Stop Believing to be played. And um, then, you know, in this last one, the DJ's like, you know, I'm gonna play Don't Stop Believing. And this kid's like really happy and everyone else is really quiet. And then the DJ's just like, I'm not gonna play that song, you nerd. <laughs> that was funny, I thought that was good. Uh, <laughs> those things that didn't stand out, I guess. Rebecca. This teacher, she'd sort of made everything into a song and she makes this, um, you know, the kids are sort of asking about life and God and things like that. And she sort of turns that into a song. Um, it, I didn't really like, there was a good chance, I guess, for them to actually talk about faith and talk about beliefs and things like that. And they, they, did, they missed that opportunity. Um, although there was a line in her song that sort of mentioned uh, that she's had an 11 year yeast infection, so that was pretty funny. Um, the, the, there's this modeling shoot that Stacy does with her friends. Um, still get some photos to send to Andy. Uh, I, it was a bit awkward, but I, I didn't mind the idea that she used it as bait for Andy. So again, you know, a little bit iffy. Uh, Mateo, this character Mateo is this little kid, sort of like this dweeby kid that always gets in the way. And the whole idea of him being so wholesome and the obvious guy that Stacy was gonna come around to, even if they didn't fully go there in the end, it just felt too obvious. And finally for me, I think, Stacy, she pays the parking meters in this this scene that was in the middle of the street. She's trying to do good deeds, paying being a good person, paying putting coins in all the parking meters. I thought it was a poor scenario. Didn't really add anything to the film. Um, What was I trying to say? What are some themes? What are some ideas? This is definitely it's a coming of age story. I mean, the idea of becoming an adult, learning who you are, who you want to be in the world, and then also having to deal with your parents' expectations at the same time in school and study and and at the same time too you are going through puberty and what comes with that too. So, a lot of difficult things for kids growing up. Lots about the Ju- Ju- lots about Judaism and and the faith and and you know, learning about Hebrew beliefs and the community and and family and coming together, faith, everyone has their own thing. And then We Have Ours was a great line from the start. You know, bat mitzvahs, they're very important. They determine the rest of the life for a young person or they believe that it does. So it's such an important ceremony. Social media is used in this a lot. I think that, you know, the way that teenagers use it and, and how it plays such an important part in their world and their belonging, I think that's really done well in this film too. And then finally, that idea of friendship, you know, the importance of, Having a good friend, bouncing back from disagreements, um, you know, girls sticking together, doing the right thing, being side by side throughout life. I think that was really nice too. What did I take away from this one? I think, um, I feel like I'm talking about music a lot in my takeaways, but the music in this, it was very recent. um, And I think it is still a positive, even, you know, if it's not a memorable soundtrack, like a lot of those classic teen films that, that are the classics now, I guess. But I think that it'll be looked back on in future years and they'll say yeah it was a good job because a lot of the time the lyrics and the songs were making a connection to what was actually happening on screen so i think you know big tick for the soundtrack in this film questions ponderings only thing i want to ask from this film there's at each of the batmisters, there's these girls you know they sit there and they're watching horror films on their phones because obviously they're bored and in the last um party they're watching the shawshank redemption I, I don't know i don't get it are they saying that's a horror film i, I don't know like i feel like it was weird because you we saw like it and a whole bunch of other horror films and then they're just watching shawshank i thought that was a little bit weird um or was that because they now had guys watching it with them i'm not sure maybe that's it um all right i think we're ready to wrap this up i think we're ready to put it together we give uh the films out of, a rating out of five on this show so for me I, you know this is great i think it's well worth the watch it's a teen film that Sort of should be one that's seen as something a little bit different and breaks the mold a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of like stuff in there that you see in films that it feel it does feels different for me and it sort of breaks away in particular from the rubbish teen films that Netflix put out, especially in this genre. So I'm giving it a four out of five. Four out of five for me. Decent film, worth a watch. Get on board. We've got socials. We've got X, formerly known as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Question. This is a good question I think that I want to ask. Who is the worst friend, Stacy or Lydia? I think that they're both bad, but. I don't know who was worse, was Stacey or Lydia? Because, you know, Lydia knew Stacey really liked Andy and ended up being with him anyway. But in the same way, Stacey was still a pretty awful friend as well. So I'm sort of not sold. I don't know. I can't tell the difference. Anyone got any strong thoughts? Let me know. As always, uh, thank you for listening. We have a huge back catalogue. We have a new episode every Wednesday. Is getting close to 300 episodes, uh, or 300 Netflix original films that we've done on this show. So get on board, check them out. And I'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening.